Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Hello and welcome to another episode of Property Talk on the Tyne with me, Tony Fares. So today I wanted to discuss repossession. So repossessions is something that I get asked about a hell of a lot. Where can I find them? What's the crap with them? How do I go about buying them? Can I buy them using a mortgage? So I'm going to try and answer some of the most common questions that I get asked in relation to these repossessions. So firstly, what is a repossession? So when we're talking repossessions, we're not necessarily just talking repossessions. We're talking properties that are managed by an asset manager. So that could be deceased estate where the, the process is being managed by a company because the family aren't able to manage the property or they're based abroad or something like that. It could be properties that are being managed by an asset manager on behalf of builders because they've been taken in part exchange. But more commonly than not, the properties where the old vendor has, they haven't been paying their mortgage, the property's ended up going to court and it's been, you know, they've took possession back of the property to clear any existing finance on the property. So tend to find it's repossessions of properties where basically the vendors haven't been paying their mortgage, which is... A real shame. So you tend to find the current men that's probably lost their job, started missing their payments and the bank have repossessed. So where can we find them? So you'll typically find a repossession property when it's been taken back from the bank um, and, you know, they've took possession by a court order. You're going to find that a seven day notice is placed on a window. So for clues for driving about. Look for a piece of A4 paper in the front living room window, typically on a property. It'll be taped there and there's sometimes the same taped across the front door. If you see that, it's a clue that there's a repossession coming to the market. Now, it might not actually be on the market at that particular time. So you're getting a little bit of an advantage because that piece of paper in the window is a is a, is a it's a notice to inform the, the former occupier that they've got seven days in which to claim any belongings from the property before they're removed. So it'll also give the information in relation to which agent is actually going to have the property up for sale. So if you see, you know, there's estates on that, then reach out to us. We'll let you know when it's coming to the market, what type of property it is, but we might be waiting on the price at that stage. So when the property's been repossessed, they're going to send out a team to clear the property out of all the belongings, put this notice in the window, they are also going to drain down things like the boilers and the radiators and cap any gas off and things just to make sure there's an empty property that it's as safe as can be. So the property's been cleared out. You've seen the seven-day notice in the window. What's probably happened in the background is the asset management company have probably asked for two or three estate agents to go out and value the property. We have to fill in quite a lengthy report um, we need to take photos of the front elevation, the side, the rear, every internal room. We also have to comment on the actual condition of each room and of the kitchens, the bathrooms, the heating system, what the electrics look like. And we're also asked to comment on what the surrounding area is like. So essentially where the eyes and the ears of the asset manager, because the asset manager could be based somewhere down south, somewhere in the Midlands. It could be anywhere, but they're not going to be in the northeast more things than not. So what the asset manager are going to do, they're going to take the three reports from the agents, or two, depending on how many agents they get out. 
they're going to then collate all that information and look for the average of the three figures that come back. Now, they don't always go for advice on what we tend to market it at because they're going to ask us to give a number of different prices. Now, one of the prices they're going to ask us for is a 30-day sale price. So that's how quick can we sell it at a price that's just, you know, it's going to fly off the market where we're going to be inundated with viewings and it's going to go straight away. So let's say if a property was realistically valued at about £100,000 on the normal market, a 30-day sale price could be something like ninety to £95,000 because you're probably going to need to attract a buyer who's in a position to proceed, which potentially rules out mortgage buyers and things like that. Now, you're actually going to be asked to provide a 90-day sale price as well. Now, that's just a typical sale price. So in that instance, we'd probably put £100,000. And they're probably going to ask for something like a 180-day sale price. So that's if the property sat on the market for a long period of time, what is the price likely to be that it achieves? Which, again, in this instance, would probably be something like £90,000. So they're going to get this information from the free agents. The asset managers are going to assess that information, but they're also going to take into account the amount of borrowing that's on the property. Now, asset managers have a duty of care to the former owner of the property, believe it or not. And they have to get the best price possible for the property. So it is a bit of a myth that repossessions are cheap. They're not necessarily cheap. I don't think. You can find the odd one that's of good value because, you know, you're probably ideally going to need to use cash or bridge and finance in order to get a repossession sale through quick. But more times than not, they're selling for the market value because they have to be an open and transparent sale. You'll very rarely see repossessions going to auction in the northeast. Um, you occasionally see them through the likes of all subs down south, by the way. Um, but, you know, they must have a deal direct with a bank to do that. So any proceeds of the pro the sale of the property are going to go towards paying any existing finance on the property, plus the asset manager's costs, plus the estate agent's costs. So they're not going to just give this property away, or certainly not straight away. So when a repossession property is then marketed, what the repo companies or the asset management companies do, they tend to pick two agents who they're going to market it with. You know, they do that to have transparency to make sure you know, the property's been fully marketed, so there's no doubts in anybody's mind that that's been the case. And we fight it out between the two agents as to who can get the best price possible. So with repossessions, we have a duty that we have to visit the property once a week for insurance purposes. We have to sign a register to say that we've been there. So you will also, when you're looking on estate agent photographs, you'll sometimes see a, a sheet of paper in the kitchen. It tends to be in the kitchen on the bench. And if you see that with writing on, then that's probably, again, a clue that the property is a repossession. So we're going to go to the property once a week to check, but we're probably going to be there more frequently than that doing viewings anyway. Obviously, in COVID times, we're going to be doing one viewing at a time. But in more regular times, we would be trying to set this up as a block viewing because repossessions, because they're priced attractively, you know, they're not ambitious. They're not putting the property on for 120000 and then accepting £100,000 down the line, they're actually going to put it on for a price that's going to achieve a sale relatively quickly. And ideally, that's within a 30 or a 60-day period. So property goes to the market, got plenty of viewings. We start getting some offers come in. Now, it's at this point that from, event, from an agent side, it's a nightmare if I'm competing against a competitor. And it's also an absolute ball ache if you're a buyer because what the asset manager are going to do is they're going to, 
tell us as agents to publish on our, on our portals, so on Rightmove, Zoopla on the market, we actually have to publish in the description the offer that we've received. That offer has to remain on the details for seven days and we're not going to take the property off the market and stop doing viewings. We're going to continue to do viewings for that whole time. Now, in a normal market sale or a private treaty sale, you'd agree a price with a buyer, you'd take the property off the market and you wouldn't entertain any further viewings. That is not going to happen with a repossession. So please bear in mind, there is a chance that you're going to get gazumped. And what I find nine times out of ten is, the first person that makes an offer and shows their hand, they're the fool, unfortunately. You always find a better offer comes in. So if I ever view property repossessions for my clients or for myself to buy, I will not put my offer forward until I've seen the public notice on the estate agent's details. And I'll go one further. I'll ring both estate agents and pretend I'm interested to both so that I can try and get a little bit of insider information as to what level of offers are in or what level of interest there. So I know where I need to pitch my offer. So they're a bit of a strange one, repossessions. Yes, people can get a bit of a, a bargain on it, but more times than not, they're selling for their market value or sometimes even more than the market value because the demand between the buyers, because you know, you're know you getting people who are ready to buy, that sometimes drives the price up. So the decision to accept the offer is down to the asset managers. They're going to force us as agents to put the public notice on the details and if you're a buyer, that's probably inevitably going to lead to someone putting a better offer in. Now, the interesting thing about repossessions is you sometimes find when you've had a batch of 20 viewings, we're asked by the asset manager to do a best and final offers. So that's the point where we say, look, we want proof of funds from every client who's interested and you have to put your best offer forward. So let's say that property was over 100000 and someone made an offer of 98000 That was the best offer. And the asset manager said, yes, we're prepared to take that. Well, that is a bit ridiculous, to be fair, because they're still going to then go on and publish that offer on a public notice. And if someone comes in and offers £100,000, I can tell you now they will switch buyers. They will switch buyers for the sake of £500 or £1,000 on properties of £100,000. If they're to a £300,000, they may not switch for such a small amount, but... Don't be surprised if you sale agree the property, you instruct a solicitor, you pay for searches. You know, if you're a cash buyer, you might get yourself a survey just to cover your ass. But you could still get gazumped at that point and lose a lot of money. So you've got to be really careful with these things. So one of the things I'm asked is, can you use a mortgage to buy repossessed properties or properties that are being sold by an asset manager? And the answer is yes, but you're leaving yourself open to gazumping. Yeah, somebody putting a better offer than you. So you've got to be careful because remember, this the agents are going to continue to do viewings until the day that the property completes and, you know, off phase due, the new buyer gets the keys and the asset manager, you know, clear their decks of the property. So my advice is if you're going to use a mortgage, don't bother. Just move on, find another property. There's plenty of fish in the sea, as they say. If you use the mortgage, you'll inevitably get burned. I've managed to get them through. Um, but i tell you what it is, I don't think I would do it again. Um, to give you an idea, I'm aware of a repossession that we bought probably just before Christmas 2020. Um, we actually put the solicitor on an increased fee to have the property complete in eight days. 
So the seven-day notice ran out and I completed on the eighth day. And the reason why is I knew I was going to be splitting that property from a two-bed to a three and increasing the value of that property. So I didn't care if it cost us another 500 or £1,000 with a solicitor because I knew the uplifting value was there. And, I, and if I was gazumped, if I said to the asset management company, I'm ready to complete on day eight, there's a good chance that they would complete the sale rather than take an additional 1000 or £2,000. So remember, it's time versus money for the asset manager. The time is very important because they've got an empty property and the asset managers are charging probably, you know, by the letter or by the email, no doubt. Um, but the money side is also important. So that you've got to get that balance of the two. Now, I bought that cash because I knew I was going to split the rooms, do a little bit of work, and I was going to refinance it, you know. And I knew there was lenders in the market who would do a refinance within six months of purchasing. So it didn't make a difference to me because the money was in the bank. And I probably didn't have anything else in mind at that stage to buy. So I used the cash. That allowed us to get the speed to get that complete. And I think that's probably the quickest I've ever completed a property. Now, to give you an idea, uh, I'm aware of other people have used different tactics to secure these repossessions. Um, you know, I know people who've had their friends offer via other agents to drive the price up and then pull out three weeks later so that it comes back to them as an offer and the other buyers have gone off and bought other things. So there's some real underhand tactics going on with repossessions. And again, I would say within estate agent offices, the guys in the offices probably have clients who are interested in those properties. They've been probably been promised the re-letting of the property if they're successful with buying. So you've got to be careful because you've potentially got you've potentially got conflicts of interest between the agent as well. So, you know, I'm not saying that happens all the time, but it does happen occasionally. And, you know, I've done it myself. I've told the agent if they make sure that I get the repossession, I'll give them the letting of the property so they earn two fees rather than one. So, like I said, there's lots to think about when it comes to repossessions. You need to have a think about them um, long and hard before you go for using a mortgage. Um, don't expect to get a bargain. Please be wary you could get gazumped. Um, and like I say, there can be some bargains to be had out there, so don't rule yourself out. But please make sure that you're buying these properties as quick as possible. I hope this has been useful. Um, it is something that I get asked a lot. But if you've got any further questions about it, I think I've covered most things in regards to it. Oh, sorry, last thing. If you want to spot repossession properties on the social media, sorry, the portals, so like the right move, search for public notice in Rightmove, and it'll come up with a list of properties that are repossessed properties. Also, when you're looking at photographs, look for tape across taps, across toilets, across boilers. That's a clue that the systems have been drained in. Nine times out of 10, they're an asset management sale. So again, that's probably all the tips I've got in regards to those. But if you've got any other questions, feel free to reach out, and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Bye for now, guys. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories, and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.